Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Deadly Nutter Butter Podcast. I hope you're all doing fantastic. I always like, I feel like I come on here a lot and ask, you know, how you're all doing? But, you know, I, I can't hear your, uh, your response at all. So, you know, we're just going to cut that out right there. I don't, <laughs> there's no point of asking because uh, I can't hear your response. But, and all the same, I uh, hope you're all actually doing well. If you're new to the podcast, it's basically a very simple format. I come on here, I talk about tech, other bullshit and whatnot, entertainment, doesn't matter. I'm just here having fun, just doing what I want. I'm going to shoehorn in my uh, Twitch channel at some point in here, no doubt, but whatever. We'll just, we'll just get on into it, you know? So I actually had, I actually do. Just wait, yeah, yeah. I actually do have a couple things I'd like to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, the fucking overreaction of Apple's MacBook, not MacBook, Mac Pro. Sorry. The overreaction of Apple's priciest Mac Pro out there. It's like $53,000. And, and, you know, it's like, I, I know, I know, I know. Tech, uh, journalists, tech or whatever news whatever whoever they are they need to make money they need to sell headlines that get people to click onto their articles to sell ads and get ads out there and whatever whatever basically ridiculous headlines about this priciest mac bullshit it's insane it's insane so like the stupidest one is like it's 50% 56% higher than the typical us income yeah, I, I believe that. It's $53,000 for a fucking Mac. I, I believe that it is quite pricey. I believe it. And I believe that most, no, no, a good majority of working people out there cannot afford this thing. And they shouldn't get it to begin with. I don't know why these companies, or not companies, I don't know why these tech uh, journalists or whatever are making it sound like anybody can afford this at any point. Like, holy shit. Uh, what was it? What was it? Um, goddamn. Oh, there was one headline. Um, I wrote some things down, but this I didn't write down, obviously. There was one headline that caught my eye and kind of like, no, I completely disagreed with it immediately. It said, like, the priciest MacBook. No, no, no. It said the next MacBook, Pro, no, not MacBook, the next Mac Pro will cost you 53, could cost you $53,000. And I'm sitting there like, no, actually, it won't. Not all. This is not a computer for uh, a good majority of people. And like, I get it. it I, I said it before. $53,000 computer in a headline is going to get people to click on the article. It's going to get people to notice. I get it. But, but the most outrageous thing to come out of this whole thing is not like the most top tier. Like $53,000 MacBook I keep saying MacBook. What an amateur. What an amateur. $53,000 Mac. I can believe it. I can believe it because Dell. I went on Dell. I worked on their, or went to like their workstation area that you can customize and create for yourself. And I was able to rack up $150,000 in just a computer. So it's very easy to do. It's believable. Like I can... I didn't like look at other prices or make my own Mac Pro or didn't do any of that because I believe that this machine 
the top tier Mac machine can cost $53,000 when it's spec to the tits. I believe it. I just hate seeing, like, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I'm not a fan of Apple, like a lot of other tech people out there. Not a fan of them. I think they're overpriced to a certain degree. And I hate how unbelievably hard it is to get it. Like, if something goes wrong on it, guess what? You're buying yourself a new Mac because good luck repairing it yourself and good luck finding a certified Mac repair person without having to go to the, uh, whatever they call it, the Mac store or Apple store. You have to go to the Apple store to fucking fix your computer. It's ridiculous. Like that shit bugs me the most. I think if you buy the machine, you should be able to take apart and fix it yourself. If you know how, if you know how, and I believe that most people who are going to spend the type of money that the Macs cost normal, normal Macs, not normal, the top tier Macs. So the iMac Pro that was out, you couldn't take it apart. And if you did, uh, it voids the warranty as yeah, yeah. So not a fan of Apple in that way, but they do make uh, quality computers in the top tier level. Like it's just the way it is. Like, like, the lower tier, like the entry Mac Pro that we got going on here is like $6,000. That's the entry. That's the and that's the smallest amount you can pay to get this computer. And I'm annoyed not more people or journalists or tech journalists or tech news sites or whatever are, are not more mad about this than the $50,000 Mac Pro. Because the $6,000 Mac Pro is a huge fucking ripoff. And like... What makes it a big ripoff is the fact that I think people who can afford like the best iMac Pro or the best MacBook Pro, whatever, who can spend that type of money or don't look at this Mac Pro or not Mac. Yeah, look at this Mac Pro, the cheapest one, $6,000 and feel tempted to buy it without really knowing like how much of a like in my eyes, it's a fucking ripoff. I will say it right now. It is the biggest ripoff. I've ever really seen in these type of machines. I mean, okay, maybe not the biggest. I might be exaggerating a lot, but still. So I actually did some research for this, uh, this portion of the podcast. I actually went out and price match, not price match, but you no know, compared prices to see if this Mac Pro, this low tier poverty entry level, uh, Mac Pro was, you know, decently priced and I did not know. No, no, no. Let me, let me go. Okay. So the entry level Mac Pro, it's an eight core Xeon, Intel Xeon processor, 32 gigabytes of ECC memory. It has a 580X, uh, Radon Pro AMD graphics card and a 256 gigabyte SSD for storage. No, no afterburner, nothing like that in it. You, you, <laughs> you pay poverty money, you get poverty specs. That's just how it is. So the eight core. Now, I will uh, be honest. Uh, the eight core that I found, I don't know if it's the actual eight core in this system. I, I don't know, but I did find something very close to it that it is just—it's too close for it to not be it or be very similarly uh, performance-wise. Be very similar in performance. So on Intel's website, an eight core that they had listed the W2145 as eight cores, 16 threads, five point, no 4.5 max turbo, 
and a, what was it, 3.5 clock base clock speed, that's going to run you about 1165 bucks. Just right there in the CPU chip, which uh, for the Intel Xeon lineup and all that, 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 I, I can buy that. That's fair, obviously, because it's on Intel's fucking website, you moron. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. And then I went to PC Part Picker uh, to look up some RAM. Simple as that, right? So I found 32 gigabytes of ECC memory for 450 bucks. RAM, ECC memory at this, comp- like, it's just not cheap. It's just not. You're, it's, you're going to pay a pretty pet. You're going to pay a pretty penny for top tier RAM here, especially server RAM. It, there's a whole thing about it. You know, if a stick dies, you'll be all right for the meantime. It's, it, it's good stuff to have for servers. Anyways, 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 getting way ahead of myself. Not really getting off topic. Anyways, uh, a five, 80x now this is a special part now there is a 580 out there and it amd 580 but it's not a 580x 580x i assume apple like made it or amd specifically made a 580x for the mac pro because this is not available for retail anyways i found a 580 for like 270 bucks I don't know the difference between the 580 and the 580X, but I can't imagine it being that big of a difference because it's still, it's, it's a 580. Like it's just a 580, but with an X at the end. I don't know the real difference. All I can really tell is like the clock speeds and boost speeds were slightly different. And it's from my source that I don't even know if it's true. Don't even know. It, it could be someone's guess, but that was 270 bucks. And of course, the biggest ripoff is this, uh, 256 gigabyte SSD storage. I, I found a Samsung 850 Pro. Don't know if that's what's in the MacBook, but it's 256 gigabytes. It's SSD storage. And that is going to run you 250 bucks. Now, the biggest challenge of finding parts for, oh, well, finding a part, the biggest challenge, the biggest part to find that was the most challenging was a motherboard that would work with this CPU. Because it is a server-grade CPU, you're going to need a server-grade motherboard. And I found one on Newegg for 400 bucks. It's just a Super Micro, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Super Micro motherboard. It's 400 bucks. There you go. You, you. This is all you need for a uh, build-it-at-home Mac Pro. Of course, you don't get the aesthetics or whatever, but whatever. So just in hardware alone, you're about 2535 bucks without taxes. Yeah, out of $6,000, hardware alone is uh, less than half. So basically, you're paying $3,464 for everything else. I guess that includes the Mac OS, the Magic Mouse, the keyboard, and the power cables. There you go. That is going, and of course, the case and fans. But even that, like, I just, the case is all metal. So maybe, maybe it can be worth and everything else, $3,000. But I mean, for someone buying this machine, are they really like, oh, like you're paying more for like the looks of it than the actual hardware? I don't mind, like, I don't mind Apple. Obviously, what does Apple care about what I think about what I mind? Anyways, Apple can charge whatever they want for the aesthetic. I mean, they do have, they make good machines. Like they just do. There's, there's something appeasing about them that I, I like. I will admit, they, they, 
they know how to make a simple machine powerful and beautiful looking. I, hands down, best looking computers ever. I mean, I made my own computer. Oh, no, I said made my own. I built my own computer and I wish it looked better sometimes. I mean, you can put as much RBG as you want in it. It's just not going to look as good as a, uh, a Mac. But anyways, so yeah, over $3,000 you're spending just for the looks and the magic mouse. And the, the keyboard, which, as I take it, most people who will buy this machine at $6,000 are probably serious uh, entrepreneurs or freelancers or whatever. They have their own business. They probably have their own mouse that they actually like, so they can probably chuck that magic mouse right out the window. And maybe same thing for the fucking keyboard that's attached, because there's nothing special about this keyboard. I mean, I'm a big fan of mechanical keyboards, and you best bet your ass if I was going to buy a $6,000 machine, I'm going to put a high-quality keyboard on that. No doubt. But is it worth... Uh, that's the thing. Like, I think people who are seriously looking at this computer at an entry level aren't getting like the most out of it. Like they can spend $6,000 on a regular PC. I know, I know it's not the Mac aesthetic. It doesn't have the sexiness to it. It doesn't have whatever, but $6,000 on a regular PC, you can get many, 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 many more horses and be better off in the end. Because like, I mean, shit, it's like, like I said, $50,000, $50,000 Mac Pro, Mac Pro, uh, yeah, I can buy, I can buy that. $6,000 Mac Pro, no fucking way, no way, you should not be even seriously considering this because you can buy much better, much better, much better, no, 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 you can't buy much better, you can buy the same exact hardware, but, you know, not have to pay the tax, this $3,400 tax just to have a Mac Pro, you shouldn't at all. And like you just buy an iMac pro. I know it's not the newest. I know it's not the newest, but shit buy the iMac pro spec it out to the tits as much as you can. You could probably, it will probably be better because, uh, the Mac pro doesn't come with a display. It doesn't come with a display. There it is. iMac pro has a display. Mac pro doesn't. So your best bet is to spend $6,000 on a machine that at least comes with a display. If you're seriously looking at Apple and the Mac Pro, if you're seriously looking, if not, don't even like bother with it. Seriously, like I feel like, and like I know most people are who are, who shouldn't be looking at this machine for just photography or just video. They, they should not be looking at this because this, it's too much. Like, honestly, it is too much. You can spend 3000 to 3500 on a great editing, video editing machine right now and buy a kick-ass display and you'll be better off because, you know, you can actually upgrade it easier than the Mac Pro. And I know it comes apart and all that, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be that easy to do because like it has a 580X in it. And that's not really a retail thing. Like you can't just upgrade it. I guarantee you can't just upgrade it with just aftermarket products. You probably have to go through actually, you probably actually have to go through Apple to upgrade this thing if you wanted to do that. But even if you did, just buy a regular computer, just build it yourself. God damn it. You lazy bastards. I don't understand. And I know some people like feel like they don't have the time, but shit, 
It doesn't take that long to build a computer. It doesn't. And I don't know. I don't know. I might be going off a little tangent here. You can buy whatever you want, obviously. It's just, I feel like Apple is really trying to entice people who could maybe afford like a nicely specced iMac Pro into getting the Mac Pro just so they can get a display. Let's talk about the display for a second. I love the display. I love Apple's new display. It is fantastic. It really is. Just looking at it, just seeing like the colors, the richness of it, it's fantastic. I would buy one if I could. That is actually, I would say that is worth the price. I would say. It has a nice aesthetic to it. It has landscape and portrait mode, and it flips it automatically. You don't have to do anything in the in the menus. Now, that might be Apple specific. Like if I bought it from my computer, I don't know if it would churn automatically. I might have to go through the display settings, but still, for those that have a Mac, iMac, whatever, I don't, I'm pretty sure it would work either way. It's nice to have. Of course, the thousand dollar display stand, I don't really know. No, is it? No, it's not a thousand. It's like 400 or 500 bucks for this monitor stand. Anyways, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a nice looking stand and it functions really well, I guess. It's, it snaps the display really easily and it holds. So yeah, I don't know. Like I've never seen a high price display stand before. So I don't know if that's a good value or not. As long as it doesn't fall off, I guess it's a good value. Like if I'm buying a $6,000 monitor, I'm not going to buy a $30 uh, adapting stand for no, there's, there's no way I want to put like the best stand I, ca- I can on a, that display because I don't want it to fall. Don't want it to fall. And if it falls because of Apple's shitty display, at least it's an Apple's shitty display stand and it's Apple's fault. It's not my fault for being a cheap bastard when I'm buying multi thousand dollar display. I forgot the price. That's why I'm skipping around the price of this, of Apple's new display, but you know, I would buy it. It looks good. It looks good. It's, I believe it's 6K, uh, 10-bit, some type of gamut. I can't remember now. P3, I think it is. It's everything I can want in a display, except except the max refresh rate is 60 hertz. Come on now. Come on now. Are you playing with me right now? We can at least get 100 hertz, or at most, what I would like to see would be 144, but whatever. It's still a beautiful-looking display, and... Like, okay, like the argument with 144 hertz is better for gaming, but it's just a better display overall. Like, if you have not seen a 144 hertz monitor, you're missing out because it is, it's nice. It's crispy. Like, I don't know how else to explain. When you move things around, it's just crispier than 60 frame or 60 hertz. And it is just better to look at all around. Like, I don't know how to explain. Like, it's hard to explain. How much better looking uh, a 144 hertz monitor is over a 60 hertz through a voice medium? Can't it, it's just impossible. Just try it out. You can do it at home right now. Uh, if you have a 60 hertz monitor, you can probably overclock it to 70. Probably look it up. You'll notice a difference in like the snappiness to it, the crispiness. It just looks looks so much better. I love it. Anyways, another tech product that came out. We're segueing to uh, Apple's somewhat competitor. I don't even know if they're an actual competitor or not because it's mostly software, mostly software. And that is the 
Xbox Series X. Yes, the fucked up thing with a terrible name. And you can hear me flipping my notes here. I actually wrote things down. Look at me, looking like a professional, sounding awful. What a day. But yeah, terrible naming scheme going on here. I will agree with a lot of other people saying that. But, but, uh, I tried thinking about why. Why, why, why name it the way it is? Why go through the Xbox, to the Xbox 360, to the Xbox One, to the Xbox One S, to the Xbox Series X? Um, it's, it's crazy the names that they were doing. But I believe that Microsoft might be trying to, like, reinvent the xbox through each generation so like when you when you see or hear playstation 3 and playstation 4 there's connotations coming with that playstation 4 is just an upgraded playstation 3 for example and it is i mean that it is it's an upgraded playstation 3 all new specs it's upgraded but you know you might have people be like well i already have playstation 3 why do I need to get a PlayStation 4? Because it's just an upgrade of PlayStation 3. You make sure you get access to new games, new content, yada, 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 yada. But it still has that, you know, it's just an upgrade. But with Xbox Series 1, or shit, see, Microsoft, get your shit together. It's already confusing. With the Xbox One to Xbox Series X, it sounds like a whole new Xbox. Like, everything about it is new. And everything about it is kind of new it's still an eight core processor in there but everything else in there is kind of freaking new and it's a new design but but the design is very much uh pc game aesthetics like when i first saw it i was like wow they made a mini gaming pc congratulations microsoft welcome to 2019 welcome uh we've been here a while <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, it has an A-core processor, it has a custom GPU. Now, it, I couldn't find anything else about it. It's just said custom GPU, but the CPU and GPU are all AMD based, probably for reasons that I don't know, but I believe the Xbox One was AMD as well. It also has 16 gigabytes of RAM and a NVMe SSD. Welcome, Microsoft, to the golden age of gaming PC. Now, everything on here, I mean, when you read that spec list, I mean, you can easily, easily build a gaming PC like it, but, but, let's not kid ourselves here. Most of the time, buying or buying parts or hardware for a gaming PC, it's going to be more expensive than buying a console. That's just a minute. It is. It, yes, you can obviously farm parts on eBay for use and whatnot and find deals here and there. But if you just want something right away, gaming console is probably the way to go. And it's cheaper. I, I like you could just, you, you, you can't, you can't argue that. Like, I believe, I believe that this Series X, Xbox, is probably going to cost like 500 bucks. What, like, what, what? You, 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 good luck buying parts, quality parts, mind you, 500 bucks, build a gaming PC that's going to perform like this Xbox. I don't think you can. You probably could without a doubt, but, uh, no, it's not going to work out as well. And that's okay. That's okay. That's part of the whole thing here. That's, you don't like it's competition. It's healthy. It's good. You don't want a clear winner, but you don't want a clear loser. You just want 
to see what would be best for you. That's that's competition right there. But okay, going back to the Xbox Series One, it's going to have legacy gaming across four generations. Great, people have been asking that since Gen Two. Fantastic. I uh, don't know if like I, I don't know if you can plug or insert your Xbox One. No, by when I say Xbox One, I mean Xbox One, like. Halo Combat Evolve, Evolve Xbox One. I don't know if you can uh, put those games in this and it'll work. Probably what's going to happen is they'll have their Xbox store and you can play, you can buy, rebuy games that you already bought for this and you'll have it as a download. Whatever. It's fine. At least they're enabling that. And there might be some games that will uh, work from Xbox One, the previous generation Xbox One, that is. But there are some features that I, I kind of liked. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're kind of confusing at the same time, but I was glad to see these as features. You have enhanced visuals, high frame rate, and high resolution. And enhanced visuals and high resolution are kind of conflicting with each other. I don't understand the difference. Now, this is... Uh, I should note. This is for Hellblade. I don't know if it's going to be across all games. It's, uh, I guess that's up to the developer, and if it it should be across all games, but obviously a developer can do what the hell they want. Uh, obviously, Xbox exclusives should have all three of these uh, modes or whatever enabled for their game, because if Xbox is advertising it, then it should be like across all exclusives. Anyways, the enhanced and high-res I think they're conflicting with each other a little bit. So you'll get enhanced visuals, but not in 4K, but you can get, or you can get 4K, but not enhanced visuals. That's what I'm kind of getting from their little description on their news website. So the enhanced visuals is like a higher fidelity, better uh, shadows, you know, just like an overall better graphic looking game. You know, ultra settings versus high settings or medium settings, basically. And you go to 4K and it just like, it just plays in 4K. Is it like medium or high preset 4K? Like it just like, why would you choose? I personally would rather have ultra over medium, even at 4K. I would rather have ultra 1080 than medium 4K. I mean, it's like the difference between uh, a single hamburger or cheeseburger versus a Big Mac. Like, come on now. You go to Five Guys, get a double cheeseburger. Fantastic. 1080p. Ultra settings. You take that same idea, same double cheeseburger, 4K though, more detail, but go to McDonald's, there you go. It's, I don't know if that's a good, that's probably a terrible comparison. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyways, I just don't. Like, if you have 4K TV, it's going to look fine in 1080. It just is. It's going to look fine. It's going to look good because it's enhanced or whatever the fuck that means. Or you get 4K in 30 frames a second. Ooh, appetizing. No, thank you. But the thing I'm really excited for is the 60 frames a second. High frame rate. Yes, this is a mode. Welcome, Microsoft 2019. The 60 frames a second where that's actually a selling point for you. Holy shit. I did like I game at like more than a hundred frames at most the time. Like welcome, welcome. 
I'm truly happy you're finally giving your uh, customers visual orgasm here. What? Anyways, uh, but you know what? Like, there, there's the three modes. It's fine. It's cool. But what are the trade-offs? Like, you get enhanced visuals, but you're probably playing at 30 frames a second, just like 4K. But when you play at 60 frames a second, what presets are that? Is it at medium, high, low, what? And Microsoft continues this whole thing with uh, 120 frames a second, which I can believe on legacy titles, but definitely nothing that's going to come out as current gen for this uh, Xbox, which comes out uh, next year. But yeah, uh, that it looks looks good. I will admit, it looks good. It looks great. I like it. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm hearing. But of course, we still have a year to go to really find out what this uh, game console can do. And we have yet to see what PlayStation comes out or Sony, what Sony comes out for the PlayStation. Because obviously they have, they're probably running the same kind of equipment as Microsoft is running on their Xbox. It's got, uh, I believe Sony's making it all uh, AMD based. So AMD CPU. AMD GPU, NVM, E, SSD, probably 16 gig. I mean, it's going to be about the same. What's going to come down to is pricing, and that's when the goodness comes in. I love it. I love seeing these companies go at each other's throat with uh, prices. It's it's fun to watch because everyone, everyone wins. They get a good system. They get it cheap. It, everyone is happy next Christmas morning. But but the uh, the biggest thing I want to see the biggest, the most demanding feature I want to see is cross-platform capability. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's that would be great. Yes, sixty frames a second, great. But nothing would be better than being able to play with people who uh, who have Xbox or who have a PlayStation. It'd be great to play. It doesn't make sense to like divide like this. It doesn't make sense. And I believe Microsoft is trying to go towards that, especially since this thing, the Series X looks like a damn computer. I believe they're trying to go that way, but it it might be up to the developer. I don't know, honestly, but I believe Xbox or Microsoft or whoever would like to see cross-platform capability, compatibility, capability, whatever, whatever you want to say it. And PlayStation, they they uh, they be pussing footing around. I don't know why. Just do it. It's good for everybody. Like fucking Fortnite doesn't shit. We can do it. Like, <laughs> come on now. Rocket League has it. Fortnite has it. I'm not sure who else has it. There's probably other people that have it or other games that have it. But damn, would it be nice to play Destiny Two with some of my homies who have it on their other console? It would be nice. It would be nice. That's kind of like all the tech news I had to talk about. And I'm going to keep this, uh, I'm going to keep this podcast a little short because it's kind of late for me. Like it's like eight 30 right now, getting a little tired and like I could keep talking and talking, but I'm just going to end it right here. I am live right now, actually at twitch.tv slash deadly nutter butter. Come check me out. We can talk tech. We can talk whatever. Uh, next week. Oh, wait, never mind. I won't be back next week because it's, uh, uh, it's, it's Christmas. So, you know, got a Christmas set up at my family's place. It'll be fun for me, but 
Also, I guess in the next podcast, I will be talking at length, at length with nobody. I'll be talking at length about uh, Rise of Skywalker. Can't wait for that movie. It's going to be balling. Huge Star Wars fan. If you did not know that about me, now you do. Can't wait to talk about that movie. Yes, it will be spoiler enriched. I will warn you before I start that podcast. I will let you know that spoilers will be. Anyways, anyways, what the fuck am I doing? Catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash Deadly Nut of Butter. Thank you all again so much for listening. If you enjoy these shorter podcasts, let me know. Send me, come to my chat and let me know. Be like, hey, keep it short, buddy. We like it more. Catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash Deadly Nut of Butter. Bye-bye.